Welcome to Be The King Podcast, the place for men who desire to create an impact in this world. Join host Tim Holloway as he leads the call to action in a time where our families and communities are suffering due to men failing to be the man. This podcast explores what it really means to be the king. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Be The King Podcast. We are glad to be back at you again. So we got... uh, special guest back again uh, from uh, probably like a month ago. Um, We did a daily, but uh, this uh, podcast, you are going to get all in one day. And so we're just going to drop the bomb on you and we're just going to have some great content. So welcome back, Clay. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I love the time last time. And and we're going to talk about men today and masculinity and all that stuff out there. So, uh, dude, I'm pumped for today. Nice, nice. So, um, man, I've had a lot of bad uh, uh, role models, you know, as far as as the men factor. Um, just not a lot of men in my life had it kind of all together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is, is, is part of the reason why we, we get into our 30s and 40s and we're a little bit uneducated about uh, what it actually means to be a man. And we have to go through this relearning process and, and stuff like that. Uh, can you kind of relate to that a little bit or, or uh, have you seen that before? I, I've seen it. I can't relate to it personally. My dad is is like my hero. He was awesome. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I mean, there's times where, you know, he's he was a stern dad, but probably because I was a hyperactive kid and he needed to be. Uh, and yeah. at that point in time, I didn't get it. But I can definitely tell having having my my son acts just like me. So it's kind of like payback. <laughs> uh, in that form. but but uh but no my dad w- was awesome he worked his ass off and uh you know he he was he ended up being um my baseball coach and football coach in high school too he was assistant coach for our, our varsity programs and um just the amount of respect that i have for my dad and and the role that he played um that's where my work ethic comes in nice. that's where my determination my dedication comes in so i had programming and what I say programming is the subconscious thoughts that we have Um, because I've really been studying on that lately and how Uh that affects us uh, in our brains and stuff evolutionarily I've been talking with people like Dr. Rebecca Heiss Um, she's an evolutionary biologist out of Greenville South Carolina and uh, just talking with her about how the evolution of the brain works and the men work and uh, and and women as well but looking at that we are programmed from our parents or the environment we're in yeah, exactly. a lot from, from the time we're born till age seven. And then age seven and eight is where conscious thinking comes in. So then right. the next level of programming that is huge for us is when we get to start making choices. And that's from eight until about 18 to 20. And then our brain fully develops by 25 and so forth. It doesn't mean we can't change programming pattern. It just stops growing itself in size. And when we look at that as a man, those people who are in your life or that environment that's in your life, whether there is a man there like my dad, whether there mm-hmm. isn't kind of like what you were, or, or there isn't one there, or kind of like you were saying that there maybe were some there, but just weren't that great of an influence, yeah. no matter how through that, that is programming us how to think. Whether right. we want to, want to say it or not, or whether we want to accept it or not, our subconscious program is programmed by those people. Yeah. And we still run that. So at 30 some years old, I still run the program that my dad taught me. You know, yeah. some of the program that you probably run is still from maybe those negative people. But 
I think it comes down to we have to recognize and really understand and go deep into who it is that we are and what programming are we running Yeah. so that we can see whether it's beneficial to the life we want and our purpose or if it's not. And if it's not, now we have a second step of where we really have to break down what is that, that program, and then all right, well, what are, what are ways that I can change that program? Yeah. And that is the tough work. Cause that, that's <laughs> repetition, man. That is, yeah. that's repetition. And, and that's, but I just think as men, we've, we've gone into this, this whole evolutionarily, if I, we, we, uh, let me go to that. Cause evolutionarily okay. our brains still work very simple. We, we work on survival or pleasure. So basically right. Hey, do I have to survive in this moment or is this going to bring me pleasure? And starting from 1900 back, if we look at history, we really worked in it or lived in an environment that was probably 90, 90 to 95% survival. So we had to go right. kill our shit to eat. We had to go protect right. our lands. <laughs> you know, like if we didn't do this stuff, we were going to die. And so was our family. Um, you go back further in time to medieval times, man, you could look at the King wrong and he chopped your head off, you know, stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, so we really had that survival mode 90 to 95% of the time. So that being pleasure mode was 10 to 5%. But from 1900 on, we have the industrial revolution. We have automobiles. We have then TV. We have all of those things. We have the informational age and then comes the internet to where we're at today for you and I can sit here and have a conversation over the phone and we're thousands and thousands of miles apart. Right. Right. And so what we've done is taken that serve. We've lived uh, that world of living in survival 90 to 95% and it's switched. We live in a world now that is 90 to 95% pleasure all the time, yeah, right. five to 10% survival. However, here's the problem, especially for men, our brains, work on survival our brains run survival yet we live in a pleasure world so there's the distinction there's the, the 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 trouble so when you got a guy that sits there and acts all macho like oh i've drink more beer than you i lift more weights than you <laughs> and i sleep with more women than you like uh -huh. that's our survival mode and that's the way our brains are trained because think yeah. about in medieval times if you could kick more people's ass, protect your land, uh, and, and uh, had all this stuff, that gave you more status. The more right. status you had and the more you felt like, oh, I could protect people and kill people and I'm an awesome fighter in that survival mode, the more women who wanted to mate with you, which mm -hmm. means the more offspring you brought, which means then the more family or lineage you had. Right. So therefore, so, we're still operating in that. That that's what I was gonna say. So, do you think uh, you yeah. know as far as the uh, some of the the detriments and the stereotypes and all that stuff? You think we're you know stuck in this? I would call it a little bit animalistic because it's a little bit brute. Yeah. You know, um, closer to the barbarian type uh, yeah. nature. Um, do you think we let that nature like overcome us sometimes? I don't think we let it overcome us. I think it's who we are uh -huh. and, and what we just don't know how to utilize it in today's age. So when you look at men 
and you look at the dating world, the dating world back then, like 1900 prior was, if I had more land, if I had, uh, if I could hold it off, I could fight, I could, I could provide and kill things. The more, the better I could do that, the more opportunity I had to, to find a mate that was going to bring me children. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, well, we don't need that, but we're still thinking, we still go out and lift. I mean, go to the gym once and you're going to see these macho men, like trying to lift 400 pounds and walk around like, ah, yeah. you know, go to a bar and you're going to see all these guys trying to pick up chicks. You'd be like, Oh, I got more chicks than you. You know what I mean? Like, so it's still that if I do more and more and more, or I have a Lamborghini or I have a fancy house or I have all this money crap, mm-hmm. like we still play that role in our brains that if I have that stuff, that gives me more status, which then gives me more opportunity to find a, a girl or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you know, we still do that. Like we see it all the time, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. somebody wants kids, That's kids marketing, be, like main marketing yeah. uh, is trying yeah. to sell you on, on more and results and things. And yeah, yeah we just like black body, it, but we're like a yeah. blind seeker. <laughs> Yeah. And then, then, well, yeah. Then you go into the looks like we have to look a certain way to be happy. No, you don't do. You just gotta be healthy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where all of these social norms, we have all these predispositions evolutionary in our brains of the way they work. But the problem is, is we live in a society with such rapid pleasure functions all the time. I mean, it's like nanoseconds that we're provided with all of this pleasure and we have access to all of these pleasure pieces, whether it's a phone, whether it's a TV show, whether it's yeah. a sporting event, whether it's this, whether it's the look, you know, whatever it is. We have all these things where it's not really a survival mode, it's a pleasure, but our brain is still working on that survival status. Will it get me a mate? You know, mm-hmm. we still work that way. I mean, it's we like to think like we're complicated and very sophisticated, but yeah, dude. When you really break the, the more I've broken it down, the more I'm like, dude, I act more like a caveman than I ever thought I did before. You know, so yeah, I, you know, I think there's um, there's definitely you touched on it a little bit. There's definitely a growth process that a man goes mm-hmm. through, um, and you're describing the first one um, as far as you know, there's a lot of people that don't go forward to the next kind of stage of growth because that's completely normal. Everything you're talking about uh, is completely normal going through your teenage years, uh, becoming a man, uh, doing all these things. But I think we're supposed to grow out of it, right? Um, But We don't have a process. I'll be honest with you. We don't have a process to do that. It's going away. You know what I mean? And so here I mean, we are at 35 yeah. years old and still, you know, in this, this lower state, I think it's a lower stage of growth. Now I think yes. once you get beyond, um, look at me because this is, you know, I go, uh, I just got back from the gym too. And I see the men who are doing it for looks. They're not doing yeah. it for health. They're doing it for looks. And mm-hmm. it's kind of feminine to me, but, um, there they are, you know, uh, and just looking at themselves. <laughs> <you're> like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like like we got stuck in a lower stage of growth or something i don't know but uh well i I think i i think what it comes down to is is i I listen to ryan mickler a lot in the order oh yeah yeah and uh, and and he talked about it one time there's when you look back again back past 1900 we had the process in place that a father 
would take his his sons out and work in the field with him. Right. We don't have that anymore. You, know, no. you would go hunt with no. your dad. You would go work with your dad. You would go. You would go see the things that a man does. Now, I didn't go to work with my dad, but I knew my dad would wake up at this certain time and work his ass off. Um, I later ended up in high school, then working with my dad a little bit at his job as, a, as to, to create income as a high school kid, uh, and then really saw what it was. But they also had rituals. When you look at the Native Americans, you look at uh, all these cultures across the, the world, they have rituals that a, a boy at the age of 11, 12, whatever age it was for their, their religion and their spiritual peace, mm-hmm. they had this, this time where that boy had to go through these steps. And I think back to 300 Sparta, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Or right. At a certain age, boom, you're gone for your mom. Why? Because the longer we stay connected to our mothers and cleave to our mothers, the longer we have that emotional structure and we don't transition into mm, leaving mother mm-hmm. and really owning us. We still mm-hmm. are have that attachment, which is fine. There's, you know, you want that attachment, but for a man, we have to break away and really own us. Yeah. And that, that's something that's different, I believe, than, than a woman's structure. Structures. A woman, they want to provide and protect, but it is a, um, it's a community-based piece. It is a, um, like a comfort-based piece where they, they're together. So in that togetherness as a young, young girl stays with the, the mom and, and does those things in past history, it created a community for them to bring people together where we were individual and in nature and went to go hunt by ourselves and went to go fight, you know, went to go do these things. So that's where we don't have a process to initiate boys into men. And yeah. we, we don't have that. We've yeah. lost that whole thing. We've lost the whole structure of, Hey, here's what and, it and, means. And mentors, man. you know? Yeah. Correct. And that's what it was. That's what the initiation was, was a mentorship. Right. And you had to earn your place as a man. Today, we just, we say, oh, well, you're 13 or you're 18. Now you're a man because you can smoke a cigarette yeah. and vote or whatever the hell it is. Like, so I think the the key thing with that was shadowing another man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, I think it wasn't until 16 years old where I actually met kind of like a real man where the others were mm-hmm. abusive and drug addicts and in prison and, you know, all these scenarios where, you know, I, I, I call my dad a one dimensional man because he was huge, like buff, yeah. like, uh, you know, prison uh, mentality. It's all about fear and intimidation. So he was the mm-hmm. biggest, he was the baddest. Um, so he knew how to create this wonderful, awesome body. Uh, but he didn't know how to do much else. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, we're, we're growing up with these one dimensional men. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it goes even like, farther to example where some men are extremely um spiritual right and they go to Mm -hmm. church and they sacrifice you know everything for their god and and they never make any money and their relationship at home is shit so it's like we're surrounded by these these one-dimensional models and um we kind of have to figure it out like i had to figure it out um yeah it's a, and then definitely a process. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. And I, I think, I think that's one of the things as I develop purpose infused coaching, 
that I had to do. You know what I mean? Like that, that program I wrote is, is because that's the crap I went through to really solidify who I was. I was always a person of growth. I always wanted to get better that I was always in, instilled in me from my dad, but also my work ethic. I was the guy I, you know, my goal was to make the major leagues and I was a guy shoveling snow off of the field in Pennsylvania in the middle of winter to do my workout. Um, but that was me. That wasn't my dad. But I mean, people always ask my dad, why do you always have him up on the field? And he's like, I don't, he has me up on the field. I want to go home. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, no, you, uh, you have access bad. to the field. You have the keys. I'm getting in there. <sighs> and, uh, so, but that was my dedication and my goal because it, it was that important to me. And, as I went through and, and that dream went away because of injury and then all of this floating through life, I really had to break down then who I was. And I think a lot of this comes back to as being a real man um, comes into factor of owning yourself. And I always say this, owning yourself, loving your story, living with purpose. And I think the biggest factor is that third thing is there's a lot of men that float around that they don't have any clue who they are and what they're doing. Oh yeah. So when they say I got to provide for my family, what the hell is that? What's that mean? Like provide yeah. what? And there's no clarity with a no lot of clarity. people. We just mm-hmm. do the things we see on TV or the things that our parents taught us and maybe they're right, maybe they're not or whatever. We just kind of go through and we don't have a filter system to say, Hey, does this go with why I'm here? And I think that's a big question for men and women is, what in the hell am I on this big ball of mud for? And I think there's so many people, especially men and men beat the shit out of themselves is, which is why you're looking at that range. Like me, I went through an anxiety spiral in my mid thirties, basically a midlife crisis over a game of Thrones episode. Like that started the whole thing. Why? Because like I beat the shit out of myself. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I close myself off. I don't talk to people because well, I'm ashamed or that makes me weak or all that bullshit that we like to tell ourselves, right. which is just an excuse not, not to own ourselves. But once I broke down and I was just fed up and tired of going through these spirals and feeling this and, and things like that. And I got, cause what I say is I Island myself off. So mm-hmm. I'm on this nice Island over there, but there ain't freaking nobody there. There's trees and sand and that's it. So I'm over there killing myself when there's a whole bunch of people I see having a great time over on the shore and I'm over here like, no, 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 I'm just going to stay over here. I just decided to jump off the Island and start swimming across. And I'm like, dude, it's just, so going over and being with people, communicating and talking um, and saying, Hey, here's why, what I feel, here's what it is. And that's why for like two and a half years now I've posted a will or I put out on social media and, and this is kind of the start. It eventually ended up leading to you in this discussion here today, yeah. you know, is just because I believe and I feel very strongly that there's a whole bunch of people who felt like I did that at 30 some at 35 years old, I'm sitting here going, this is not what fucking life was supposed to be. Yeah. And, something had to change. Yeah. And if it didn't change, it was still going to stick. And not that my life was bad. And that's where like my life wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, sure, I went through some get shit. But internally I'm like, dude, this fucking isn't what it was. Like this wasn't it supposed to be, I was supposed to be in the major leagues. I was supposed to, and then it goes to that and the negative spiral. And I'm like, it was supposed to be this. I was supposed to be living on a beach somewhere, you know, having a great hat, but it's not, you know what I mean? And, the crystal ball that we have 
as a young kid or a young adult, especially, when that doesn't happen, we really, as men, beat the crap out of ourselves because it didn't happen. Yet, what we need to understand is that just because it didn't happen doesn't mean it can't happen and doesn't yeah. mean we can't go get it now. Like, yeah. I'm not even halfway through my life. Like, it's crazy. Like, if I live to 80, I'm 38 years old. So I, I have two more years until I get to halfway through my life. And then I have another half of my life. I'm like, dude, like, there's a huge amount of time. I yeah. plan on living past 80, but <laughs> we, don't, we don't realize that. You know what I mean? We just, oh, man, I don't have what I want right now. That instant gratification. And it's like, all right, well, what am I going to do to go get it? I have every yeah. opportunity in the world to do so. We just as men have this, and again, I think it goes back to this, in a world where it was more simple back then, all I had to do was fight, kill shit, and I was, I was the man, and I could yeah. get whatever I wanted. I had money, mm -hmm. I had land, and I had women. Mm -hmm. And in the day and age, none of that stuff gets us any of that, no. those things. So how do we have a brain that works on those processes but lives in a world of all of this pleasure and things yeah. out here like that. Do you, do you think, um, cause this has kind of been thoroughly described in, in multiple different words with philosophers and stuff, but, uh, do you think it has to do with principles and, and grabbing hold of, uh, of ideas, concepts, um, creating your own purpose and just like wrapping your mind around something and that kind of pulls you out? Like, what do you think? What do you think causes well, us I to think, develop? Because I know I, I developed too. Mine was uh, kind of a rock bottom thing, like yeah. divorce, cheating, you know, here's my life living yeah. in a trailer park. Um, how did I get down this low um, yeah. sort of thing? And it was kind of a big smack in the face. And then, so that was my pattern interrupt. And yeah. you now it was just onward up from yeah. on out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what does it take? I, I think that's what you said. You said pattern interrupt and it interrupted the pattern of thought that you had and yeah. the subconscious thoughts that it programmed that you were running really put you in that situation. Most of the time you were probably running 99% on subconscious. This is just oh, yeah. what you do. And, but you had to interrupt that pattern. I think for men, especially we have to be interrupted where it hurts the most. So something <laughs> it hurt, has yeah. to happen. Yeah, like, it was pretty painful. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you went through that. I went through two, I've been divorced twice. I've been uh, going after child custody, you know, my, uh, you know, custody of my kids, child support, all of that. We're in through the ringer. I've been, um, CYS or children and youth being called on me just because people were pissed off at me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all this stuff is shooting at you, but like, so all of those different things I've been to the point where I'm all was like, I'm, talking to a bankruptcy lawyer and all those different things, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, like this is what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. And, but the real turning point for me was, was I was always a person of growth, but the real turning point was when I, again, had a, a full blown panic attack watching a game of Thrones episode. Cause to me, I'm like, that's a TV show. It's fake. It's not real. I mean, hell, the scene had white ice zombies in it. I'm like, that isn't even a thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell was going on? You know, and that really was the turning point where I was like, I'm just tired of this shit happening. Mm, and yeah. it, I think for all men, it comes to a point where you have to get, if change is going 
to really occur that is lifelong and you're like, hey, this is, I need to find who I am. It has to be something that rocks you to the core like that. Rocks like all those other you. things did, but it has to hit so hard for you. They're like, F- I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. And I think that goes back to the way our brain works as men is that really, I think every man, whether they do something about it or not, I think every man is built with that ingrained thing of when time, when it comes time to fight and I need to make this, whatever, this thing happen, like back in the day, Hey, you're going to take my land. I don't want to fight. I never really don't fight, but I'm going to come out and I'm going to protect what I have. And I think it comes down to that point where you get into that piece of going, no, this is it. This is my time to step up and be the man that I need to be to move forward with who I am. And and for me, that was, that was it there. And I just, and then once, once I found my purpose and I wrote it down and I said, Hey, this is what it is. And it changed. It was just to first own myself and love my story. And then it turned, turned into own myself, love my story and now live with purpose. Yeah. And, and that right there is, I filter everything through that. So as a man, if I'm going to have a conversation with you, is it going to help me own myself, love my story, live with purpose? And it's going to help other men do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's I'm happy. If it's not, I'm not doing it. Like I just, I don't have, I don't have time to waste. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think we just waste a crap ton of time doing these cool, f- fun things. Like, you know, like, like I, I've partied in the past, but going out and part, like, what's it get you? Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Not much I get for it me every anymore. Once in a while. Yeah, yeah I, you know what I mean? Like I've just seen too many people go down that road. Um, and it doesn't get stuff for you that you, yeah. you know what I mean? It doesn't get you the life that you want. It doesn't. So I just, I just, I don't do it. So, yeah. So I kind of, um, just throughout life and going through hard knocks, I kind of see this progression in myself, but it's this, this immature man, uh, kind of animalistic, selfish, uh, uh, ego driven. Uh, yeah. Oof, that's a big word. <laughs> then coming to, you know, where you have a child and, uh, you're doing the, the marriage thing and, and settling down, providing, protecting, um, there comes this major shift and and I think men even s- just stop at that one. Yeah. But I think there's, and you found it cause I know you found it and uh, and I know that I found it also. Um, is this beyond just um, pouring into another person, but really discover the next step I believe is really discovering who you are, your purpose and maximizing that to the greater good of community. And yeah. you start, you stop thinking about what I'm doing, what I'm building. And you start thinking about what we're doing, what we're building. Yeah. And you get this kind of um, interdependent. That's what it is. So you're, you're, you got this dependent state, you go to mm-hmm. independent state, and then now you're in, interdependent. Um, some men are still camped out in the dependent state. I mean, they're on welfare. They're, they're milking the system. They're, they're doing all these things. And it's like, man up, you know, come on. Yeah. But then we got, yeah. you know, this uh, uh, independent stage where we're like, yeah, we're rocking us. We're, you know, married. I got the kids. I, I got the house. But there's more than that. Yeah. There's more than that. Uh-huh. even. Uh, but uh, 
and that that's where I think purpose comes in because we got that, but what are you doing all that for? Like, you know, some people, when I, when, when I work with them and, and I have conversations, you know, they say, well, what's your purpose in life? Be the best dad. Okay. What the hell does that mean? They're like, I don't know. Be a good dad. I'm like, okay. What again? What does that mean? What what's that mean? Like, yeah. I mean, be a good dad. You could do like, I mean, compared to compared to somebody who's never there. Hell, all you gotta do is wake up in the morning. There you go. You're a good dad. You know. Yeah. Or they say, uh, my purpose is to be a dad. Well, to me, to yeah. your if your purpose is to be a dad, as soon as your kid was either conceived or born, depending on what your thoughts are there. You know, for me, on conception, I was a dad, purpose fulfilled, I'm done. Like, yeah. my life is fulfilled greatly, but that's not it. So, no. you got to break it down. Just like people with purpose, they say, well, my per- I'm a teacher so and a coach. And they're like, well, what's your purpose? Be a teacher. Well, as soon as you got the job and you signed the contract, you're now a teacher, your purpose fulfilled. But that's not really what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. So, I think it comes down to that. When you have the independent people like you say in, in life that are dad, they're, they're doing that, they're providing and stuff like that, but they're really at that point. And, and I think that's where I was, was like, I'm doing all these things, but there's something more. There's always, there, there's something more to me than just that. And I think mm-hmm. it's a spiritual thing for me too. I think my, this life here um, is to help prepare me for what's to come and what, what I'm going to be used for after Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever that may be. I, don't, I have no idea. I'll figure it out when I get there. But at the same time, I think it's, it, that's part of the more. And now mm-hmm. that I know my purpose, which is to help me own myself, love my story, and live with purpose and help others do that. Yeah. Now I have clarity on what I do as a dad. Now I have clarity yeah. on what I do as a husband. Now yeah. I have clarity on what I do as a man as a teacher, as a coach, yeah. as a writer, as a speaker, as a, all of these things, I have clarity now uh, on purpose infused coaching is where I was able to write all this stuff because everything that I do, if I'm having a conversation with my kids, it's because I want to help them own themselves. I want to help them love their story and I want to help them live with purpose. Yeah. It's and it's, it's, it's all that. Yeah. So yeah. I went from that independent to that interdependent of saying, well, what is what is that for? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when people want to work with like a coach or work with something or or I have conversations, you know, with people, they want to be like, well, I don't, I don't want to be like this internet famous or whatever, stuff like that. But you don't have to be like, if I'm going to help you find your purpose or we're going to have conversations, but I just like, if you want to be the best dad and that's your purpose, dude, let's go do it. And let's define it what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to be this big grand thing. You just have to be you mm-hmm. and all of you. And, and that's where I think a lot of men are at is we're not really living in who we all are. We're living yeah. in portions of ourselves. It's kind of undiscovered, right? Yeah. Like it's, 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 well, it comes from lack of awareness. I, yeah. Man, I was clueless and sedating and just like, you know, uh, going through the motions and stuff yeah. um, that we don't, we don't stop and think. And we don't like really process everything. So all that uh, potential, that power, whatever, you know, uh, purpose, everything on the inside of us yeah. is um, unlocked. It's dormant and it's just sitting there yeah. like well, waiting. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, 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 a lot of it is, yeah, it's because of pride too. You, you were saying there is, is that's a huge word is 
like I didn't want to own my anxiety because it pissed me off and I hated it. But then I then but then I'm sitting here flipping out over Game of Thrones. So that's part of me. Like so then I had to own it and I had to realize that my anxiety that I deal with has been beneficial throughout my whole entire life. But now because I'm not utilizing it like I did as an athlete, I utilized it all the time, stepping up to the plate, like put me in on when, it, when you need to hit the hit to get the run in, I'll do it. What I'm cool. Yeah. Like I want to be in that position, you know, but once I stopped playing, I didn't utilize it. So therefore it started to come out at times of where I didn't need yeah. it on a game yeah. of Thrones episode or some other time where like, I'm just sitting there thinking about something and now I'm having anxiety. Like, Oh my God, like what's going on. So I didn't have this. So there is where, where that disconnect is. And then we have to bring it back to saying, all right, well, what is all this stuff for? Why is it happening? Uh, it is part of me. I own it and it actually is beneficial to me. And then that way now, now, as things come on, now I can handle in a way different way than just going, oh, I hate this, and get pissed off. And then, oh, surprise, getting pissed off my pride, my ego, and all of that stuff. Guess what? It made it worse. And that's a lot of times what our pride and ego does. It just makes everything worse. But mm -hmm. we're too prideful to shut up and own ourselves Yeah. most of the time. That was me. I just, yeah. I didn't want to own it. You know, I didn't want to say it. Like, we mess up and we do something stupid, like, most guys, you know, they, they try to make excuse or well, I was trying to dude, just fucking own it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. own your shit, all of it. And and that's, that's where a big change for me came is just whether I liked it or not, it was my story and I had to love it because I chose it yeah. <laughs> and, and it was my choice. Yeah. Well, well they did this, they did that. Yeah, sure. They did come after me, but I chose how to react to it. Yeah. There's sometimes I chose good and there's sometimes, and I chose stupid. And, um, but either way, no matter what anybody else does to you, what circumstances, anything like that, it is your choice, how you live your life. It is your choice. What happens throughout your day when you wake up, it is your choice. And that's one of the greatest gifts that you were ever given is that you get to choose what goes on your page. Yeah. Nobody else. That's powerful stuff. Powerful. Uh, we're probably going to close with that. Don't no, tell, tell okay. people where they can find you, brother. Uh, you can find me on, uh, Instagram, uh, clay underscore smeltzer, S M E L T Z E R. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, the same thing, clay smeltzer, clay smeltzer on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me at www.ocinspirations.com. You can find me on Amazon, uh, clay smeltzer, or, uh, my book title is, his story, a story of growth, change, and learning. And uh, soon you're going to be able to find me on Facebook and Instagram on purpose infused coaching. And uh, they're just helping people find their purpose. And, and it's really for people who are sitting there in life uh, or businesses or things like that, or schools that are sitting there going, man, like, dude, this isn't what it was supposed to be. And uh, I've been there and I can turn to what the fuck, this is not what it was supposed to be into the fuck yeah let's go do this. <laughs> and that's really i like say that somebody said that the other day i'm like yeah dude i love that like that's that's what, that's what i'm helping people do because just be excited to wake up and be excited about life is something special man and and um i, I didn't do it 
all my life. Even though my life wasn't bad, I just I didn't I didn't do it, man. But I wake up today and I'm like, damn, let's go get today. Let's yeah, let's go. What's gonna happen? So (laughs) that's freaking awesome. Well, thanks again, brother. I appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. My pleasure, Tim. Appreciate it.